welcome back to the Running and Gunning podcast. We appreciate you all joining us today. We uh, we got some good stuff to talk about. We have uh, been having some. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. I've been having some struggles lately, and uh, Logan has some awesome words of wisdom. You know, it's really <laughs> we've been on the phone, and uh, it's been it's been good. It's been good. I feel like I just needed to pick me up. Um, I mean, what's been going on with you, dude? Um, I've had a lot going on, uh, just getting ready for Colorado, mainly, uh, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for deer season two and just kind of getting the last minute gear stuff prepped. Um, just kind of making sure everything's ready to go shooting my bow every day. I I've started doing more of like, uh, just taking one arrow with a broadhead walking out to a distance and shooting that one arrow and having to live with the consequences and trying to make sure that it counts. Right. That's you, most of the time you only get one shot. And yeah. so, so I'm trying to really uh, hone in on that and, and build that skill. And other than that, just been working out, um, staying in shape and trying to, have had a lot going on at home with uh, the the baby. That's been the struggle of the week for me, um, but she's doing well. So that's awesome. Uh, now I'm proud of you, dad, man. It's, dad life. It's, yeah, yeah. We all we get it, man. It's uh, I, I totally get it. I got two, and it's the struggle is real, um, especially when they're little like that. But I feel like you're doing awesome, man. Keep to, keep up the good work. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's it's not easy. Don't let anybody fool you. I mean, especially with a little one, and you uh, you're staying committed, and you know, I think you're, I think you're doing great, dude. And it seems like uh, you're getting, getting back on your feet pretty well from what I've seen. But um, yeah, oh, yeah. I like what it's... I like what you're saying with the uh, the one arrow technique. I'm gonna pick that up. I've been trying to shoot like five to ten. I I kind of I like to wake up and shoot a couple, and then. Uh, you know, before it gets dark, like real low light, I like to shoot some just to play around with that. Um, yeah, but I'm definitely shooting good. I'm ready. If only I could find good. a target. That's where we're going <laughs> to, that's where we're going to get into today's topic of uh, the struggles of finding a target, which um, is something I really haven't had to deal with before. And uh, I think it's, I think it's part of like, of my goals this year, you know, like I've raised my bar a little bit and um, it's not an easy feat uh, to find the caliber deer like I'm looking for. Um, You know, I guess it's really, it's way more mental. Um, I've done a lot more scouting than I've ever done before. Uh, I've done a lot more, put a lot more effort into trying to find areas that other people aren't really willing to go or not many people are going to. Um, and you know, I found good deer, but just not really the caliber like I'm looking for. And, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. It's a little bit, it's, uh, and I hate being like that. Like I hate bitching about stuff. I really do. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to make this about like, woe is me. It's just, um, it's just a different feeling. It's a different situation. I haven't had to deal with usually like I'll have a handful of good bucks to go after and I'm psyched and this year I'm really trying to reconsider like what I'm going to do. And, um, 
I think this is going to be good for me. I think, you know, if there's anybody else out there that, that might be going through the same thing, I, I'm really hoping this will be beneficial to you guys as well. So, uh, I mean, Logan, you – like, when I first talked to you about it, you were like, well, you know, you you kicked back and you were like, well, you know, I remember hearing Andre message – or, you know, uh, some mentioned something about – you know, he he had talked to uh, school bus drivers or, you know, he would hang out. Uh, he had heard people talk about a deer at a bar. Um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things I think maybe I need to open uh, open my voice a little bit and start talking to some of the people in my community and, you know, friends of friends and just see if anybody's been seeing anything big uh, and then go from there. I mean, I feel like that's a solid tactic. Um, and I totally didn't think about it. And I, I mean, I know you had mentioned that earlier and I, I just like kind of started making me think about, well, hmm, do I know any school bus drivers? I, you know, <laughs> I, one of the uh, permission properties that I hunt, like I always talk to the guy who runs the, the farm basically. And he does, uh, he mows all the hay and everything. And he's the one that's around the property the most and sees everything. And um, he's always the one with the best information. And it, it's the same sort of thing for you, but, you know, on a bigger scale, like you've, you've got to find those people that may know, you know, may get around more and stuff like that. That way you don't have to do all the work yourself. Um, and whether that's like, I mean, even like police officers or, you know, whoever that drive around, um, a lot, like I know for myself, uh, I, I see a lot of deer, <laughs> you know, when I'm driving around, but right. not, not that I'm, you know, driving around looking for deer. I, I would never do that. But, oh, uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it is tough. It's a, it's a trend kind of a, a transition time for you. You're trying to take that next step up and, it's all about just figuring it out. Um, and I think we all go through these struggles just on different levels. And the biggest thing is just persistence. You've put in a lot of effort and you've been able to X spots off the map um, instead of put, which is almost just as beneficial because now you, you know, not to go back to wherever um, the spots where you aren't, what you want on camera and you know i know that you showed some deer that have potential and it's like okay, i know next year or maybe even two years from now that spot like those deer are in this spot uh, and so you're right. you're still right. gathering and in good information um it just may not be something that's pertinent right this second um right and i think and I, I, I made a note on that too, man. And I was thinking that I'm like, you know, trail cam history is a, is a great tool. And I'm like super nerdy about like saving all my good buck pictures or potential good bucks, like good solid three-year-olds and stuff like that. And, you know, it's kind of tough for me. because like, I've only lived here for, you know, a couple of years. This will be my third year in Kentucky. And it's kind of, it's tough, man. Like, I mean, honestly, like, the better deer that I've seen, like, I mean, there's a couple of them that I haven't killed, but there's just not, there's not that many 
really big deer that I've had encounters with here. Like I've had a few and I've seen some on camera here and there, but unfortunately, like I know a couple of them have gotten killed, uh, you know, and there's, there's some, there's some deer, uh, that I'm kind of hoping will show up around October or November. But like we said, like, I really don't want to wait. Like I want to find a deer. I don't want to just sit around and, and hope that maybe in November a good deer is going to show up. Like, I mean, that's just not how I want to do it. Yeah. I think that putting your boots on, maybe even leaving your bow at home and just getting out in the woods and whether it's finding tracks or jumping something or whatever, I mean, you've got to go out there and find that deer, whatever it is that you're looking for. Like the only option for you at this point is to go find it. Um, Right. Like sit, sitting on the couch and waiting for November or whatever um, isn't what we're about. Like this is the running and gunning podcast and that's the lifestyle that we live. It's about getting out there, putting ourselves out there and doing the work. And I think I know that you said like you've worked harder this year than you have in the past. And that's awesome. But sometimes it just takes more um to get things done and yeah you know i i could end up in the same spot in like a week when i go check my cameras um and not have anything that i even want to go after like i right. had that one i have one cell cam out that i haven't gotten anything on and i've got a few other you know cameras out that if the deer's in the area i should have them on camera and if not, then I'm going to have to figure it. And right. we, I know we, we had talked about kind of leaving the trail cameras behind and, and, or at least putting them out of our mind in, in that sort of a way of relying on them and being more of a woodsman and growing and learning in a way that isn't relying on technology. And that's not like the lot hunting season um it's cool to have deer on camera but it's a lot cooler to have them on your wall and if you get out there and just get in a tree um crazy stuff can happen and like you said earlier uh when we were talking like it just it takes getting lucky and some days you're luckier than others um yeah i think go ahead uh, I, I mean, that's pretty much what I was going to get at. I mean, it's just, so, you know, one of the biggest deer, I think the biggest deer I killed when I was younger, I had never seen before, but I had cut his track. I knew it was like a monster track. And I was like, there's no way that's a little deer. And I'd seen several like really deep gouged rubs. And for those of you guys, you know, when listening just because you see a big rub does not mean it's a big deer. Okay. Um, there's a lot that goes into that kind of stuff. I mean, I've seen four corns rub a huge cedar tree. So it, it, that doesn't really mean much, but I had a hunch and it's, it's one of those things where when you kind of get like into this kind of hunting like this, a lot of times you need to just hunt and watch and adjust. And that's really what running and gunning is. It's, it's just about hunting, 
and adjusting until you get to where, you know, you're, you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to go in and kill that deer tomorrow. Like, there's no doubt. I watched him do this two days. I got the same wind, you know, some stuff goes into it as far as wind direction and, and things like that. But, um, I feel like that's really, you know, a crutch for me with, with the cameras, how you mentioned, um, I think I got too addicted to, wanting to get a deer on camera and I think we all do right I mean it's cool it's awesome to be able to look at the deer that you want to kill and be like oh yeah show your buddies this and um but let's just be real I mean we know we all know like not every deer in the woods is is going to be on camera um and he's also some of these deer are smarter than that to, to even get on your camera I mean, I've watched deer cut cameras and corn piles and all kinds of stuff. So am I like just going to sit around? Hell no. I'm going to, I'm going to go hunt and I'm going to try and put myself in the best position I can to, to try and find a deer, like lay eyes on one, but you know, I'm not going to let it ruin my season. It's, it's just a stepping stone. I feel like it's part of hunting. Like, I think no matter how long you've been in the game, like this is going to happen to you eventually it's just for me i'm i'm getting into it this year so we'll see how the struggle goes i mean you know it's it's not a it's nothing permanent i'm gonna i'm gonna learn from it and grow from it and you know hopefully so we I can think, uh talk about it later on down the road and laugh at it absolutely we will for sure um but i think a, this is a good like topic to talk about is when you now like you don't have a deer on camera when you go out in the woods next week right we're we're almost a week out um what what are you going to be doing what are you going to be looking for um how are you going to approach this um honestly there's one place that i recently found out that i was allowed to hunt um i really didn't even know about it so i haven't even stepped foot on it um if I got a good win, it's a bean field and on the backside, um, it's basically like a little secluded cove on the backside that nobody can see. So if I, if you ask me, I feel like that would probably be a good spot. If I can get, if I can somehow get on the fence row and maybe just set on the ground to look back in there, um, maybe next week I might try to do that. Um, if I'm going to just hunt on Saturday, I don't, I don't know. I might go sit on the edge of that, like as far away as I can and see if I can't get eyes on something just to see what happens. Um, I do have a farm. It's all corn. I could go sit over there. Um, it's, you, you know, it's just lost in the corn. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could do that. But I mean, I, I know, <laughs> I know it pretty well. I feel like I'd be all right. There's only really like one or two spots that I could get away with hunting pretty much um where like the corn's like not really planted as well in the corner yeah uh, and i mean as, corn, as far as that's tough I mean, it is isn't it like it's great like after they cut it but uh we got a long time for that to, to happen <laughs> yeah i know so i guess in the next uh i mean we're today's august 24th yep and so I, I mean, we're kind of right in the in the heat of things as far as bucks transitioning from summer 
to fall ranges. Um, they're, it's probably going to happen like sometime in this week. Uh, and then, you know, f- for the next weeks, we're looking at these bucks are going to start shedding their velvet. And they do that by rubbing it off. And when they do that, like the rubs look different than what they do like for rut purposes um they're a lot of times like on the smaller trees um sometimes you can find the velvet like laying on the ground or see blood or different stuff like that on the rubs and i think like that sort of stuff right here especially for guys that are in kentucky hunting super early um like those can be key things to or things to key in on is like when you're out there, get out, scout, find these rubs because they're going to be fresh. Like right. these these deer are like it's just a matter of time before they shed the velvet and they're going to be making these rubs. And if you can find them when they're fresh, fresh, like that deer's there. Um, For sure. Have, that's a solid tactic. Yeah, that's a super solid tactic. I have a friend of mine um, that he lived in uh, Somerset, Kentucky. And he killed a giant, like a hundred seventy inch, uh, six by six, all because he went hunting and found a super small, like on a sapling, right? Wild. Uh, he found a little bit of blood, and he was like, "Yeah, well, let me just put a camera on it." And it wasn't like it wasn't that far away from his place. And he went back in there, like I guess it was maybe later. He, he was just in the area. He was like, well, let me just check. And bam, that deer was there, and he killed him the next day. Like, he figured out, he bedded on this hillside, and it, it worked out immediately. It's pretty cool. Um, awesome. Hopefully something like that happens, but it's a really <laughs> good thing to learn from. And, and that's exactly what I'm going to do, man. And, I mean, if I can't turn something up in two weeks, then I'll go back and they're on scrapes and stuff like that, like today. I went out and did some scouting today. Uh, I had a, a little bit of a, a low day at work, so I was able to get out. And um, it worked. I mean, I'm really hoping, like, you know, when they transition, like, in which they always do right around the beginning of September, hopefully, you know, these areas that I'm in, maybe something new will pop up. You never know. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like, I think right now with the heat and the beans being up, I think a lot of deer are hanging out in the beans and, up until last week uh, i just haven't had a place uh that even had beans in it so i need to get on that yeah absolutely i mean that's i know you and i had talked about you know just getting out and glassing and maybe even just finding bean fields you know driving back roads um and seeing if you can glass up anything that looks good that you might want to you know, go after, investigate, maybe even throw a camera to get a better look at, um, and go just ask permission. Yeah. Like on, and I might and do that. Honestly. I mean, I think that's a good, another good thing. Just try to maybe pick up some new properties. I mean, we talked about that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think it's a perfect time to do it. Right. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. finding what I'm looking for where I'm at. So time to go do something different. Yeah, uh, we we talked about that. I think was that on the first podcast or the second one? And I think right now is like 
they're the deer are going to be out they're still bachelored up um they're going to be transitioning away from that i think here soon but it'll be easier to find them for sure and yeah you know if you use, utilize whatever mapping feature what app or feature or whatever like it's super easy nowadays to just be able to be like okay i saw this deer in this field look at the map tell whose it is and most of the time like that it'll show you or give you an address or you know you can even kind of see where the house is for whatever property or different stuff like that um so it's super simple it's never easy but it's at least simple (laughs) yeah for you i I know go ahead i'm sorry no i was just gonna say that i think that that's if I check cameras next week, that's going to be my plan is to, I know where some of these are, um, some, some big old bean fields that I can go sit, you know, at the top of the road and glass down all through them. Um, and that's going to be my plan if I don't have anything. Cause I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get at, like, I'm going to have to have some really solid trail cam data when I pull these cards to be out on opening day. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Like I love the the tradition of being out there on opening day, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm out here to make solid choices and, uh, you know, kill a deer. And if I don't have the information that I need that I'm going to try and find it and not just go sit for the novelty of it. Um, right. to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I feel like our time is important, man. Like, um, you know, a few years ago, I really started thinking about my time instead of just hunting whenever I wanted to hunt. And I really tried to focus on scouting more than I was hunting and it really helps out. And, uh, for those of you guys, like, you, you know, we kind of get in that groove where you get off work a little earlier, like, hell yeah, I'm going to go hunting. But you're like, you have no idea or no plan in mind, like where you're going to go. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but if you're trying to, you know, to kill a decent buck, I mean, if you don't have any idea of what you're going to go do or, you know, it's one thing if you, you look at your phone, you're like, Oh, there's a perfect wind for hunting, you know, the corner of this field or whatever, where he's been showing up. Um, it's another to just be like, Oh, well, I'm going to go hunt this spot because I'm off work early. Um, you know, yeah, you might get lucky, but it's, it's just one of those things. I feel like the more calculated you are with what you're doing, the, the higher your odds are going to go up. It's just, it's like taking a, a deck of cards and then you just basically want to wait and hunt when your deck is like, you know, just when everything lines up, just right, go hunt for sure. Like go out of your way to hunt those days where you got a cold front and the wind's good. And, you know, you've you've got recent data that that bucks around there like that's those are the times when you need to go out of your way to hunt but yeah i think like talking about that it's the way that i am thinking about it with i mean we were just talking about you know kids and stuff and for me i'm gonna be leaving to go to colorado um here soon and i know that i need to bank some family time so it's like if i don't have anything to go after anything solid like i might as well stay at home and bank that family time 
right. and spend that you utilize just going out and sitting in the woods, you know, by myself, hoping that something walks by or, you know, whatever. Um, definitely Amen, take advantage dude. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Save that time because, you know, if you, uh, if you really want to, want to grind all season like this, you got to have a happy wife. I yeah, mean, I, I think it's a pretty important thing. Like, uh, we all got to have good wives. I mean, my wife is awesome. She she knows what she was getting into when she married me. Um, <laughs> and that's but, funny because mine did not. <laughs> oh, I I, I had kind of gotten away from hunting for a little bit, uh, for at least a few years, and then I moved down here and didn't have anywhere to go. And I I kind of told this story before, um, but then you know we got married. I got back into bow hunting and off we went <laughs> yeah does she yeah, su- I don't know. obviously she supports you because i mean like you Absolutely. you're going to colorado so yeah i know yeah. i plan to go to idaho next year my wife's already like well shit you're gonna be gone for two weeks next year <laughs> i'm like oh god yeah. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to be uh stacking up them brownie points with her that's for damn sure yeah you gotta work overtime at home just as much as yeah ever. yeah and I mean, even more now that you got a kid because it's that much more stress on her. You know what I mean? So yeah, make it count, Absolutely. man. Make it count. That way, like you know, and you're like, hey, babe, uh, look, I I think I got a good chance of killing this deer. Like she's probably more like you know more inclined to be like, all right, well, it's not a good time, but like you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully your wife's cool and she'll let you go and let you slide. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just the beginning of this, man. Like, look at it like a marathon. I mean, we all want to get out. We all want to hunt early. Um, I think I'm just talking to myself right now. Like, I just need to hear (laughs) this. But um, isn't it funny how we can give the best advice to someone else, but we don't, you know, actually listen to it ourselves? I feel like, I feel like I do that all the time. Yeah, but it's it's a lot easier to tell somebody else what yeah (laughs) exactly exactly yeah no but but it is you know we have we're lucky here uh where we live you know we have our seasons probably longer than a lot of others but um it's it's just one of those things man i mean we we have all season and i know eventually i'm gonna come across something like it's just a matter of time like persistence you know and persistence Plus commitment, you know, you're going to get something done. Uh, Yeah, I think that's the only mindset to have is that you just got to keep going. Like there's there's no sitting on the couch. There's no like, like you said, woe is me or anything like that. It's just putting your head down and grinding. um, Right. And and figuring it out. Like that's just part of of bow hunting. It's part of – the lifestyle that we both live like and i think at the end of the day like you will figure it out we have a lot of plans for the year uh i know we want to sign up for that quest hunt um challenge that is uh basically the combined score between the two of us for uh for the each deer uh for kentucky and so we, we've got some big plans and putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. And then we want to go to Ohio, like during the rut and try and make that stuff happen. So it's like, if you haven't killed 
by then here, you're not going to, well, I mean, neither one of us, we don't want to leave this state to go hunt another state when we haven't even, you know, punched a tag right. here. So right. I know that it's more about like, we want to get uh punch the tag early so that we can look forward and plan for um, what's, what we know is coming down the pipe. And sometimes that's just a, a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. Put on ourselves. I think, and sometimes it's good to, I mean, regardless, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I feel like regardless, even if I am, unless I'm really on something special, you know, at that time before we were going to leave, I would say it, it would be a good thing to go and hunt somewhere fresh, man, because when you like go and you do something different than what you've been doing, like, especially hunt like a new state, you know, it's, it's a total different approach. Cause you're like, all right, well, I have like three or four days and I, I've heard um, a lot of guys say this stuff too, or it's like, okay, well you got three or four days and then it gets down to the last day and you're like, all right, I'm going all in. And I feel like sometimes like maybe we're, we play a little bit too methodical um, because we know we have so much time being here at our home state. And, you know, when we're hunting out of state, we're just like that much more aggressive, I guess, where it's like, okay, if I, if I know of a deer or something like that, like, well, I'm either going to bust him or I'm going to kill him. And, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to that. Honestly, like every year I, I come out of the woods and I feel like I gain knowledge and experience and, I don't expect this year to be any different. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, my attitude just needs to stay positive. And I can tell you from years past uh, that that's like last year, I was getting down on myself because I, I just couldn't really come up with anything. And then, bam, like, you know, I ended up killing my biggest buck of my life. It just, and I, I'd reassured myself like a day, like a day prior to killing him. It was just like, dude, just keep doing what you're doing and something good will happen. Like no matter what, but I remember just hunting and hunting and not seeing anything. And then finally went down and it's like, you know, and then all your buddies talk shit to you and tell you like, Oh yeah, see, I told you, I told you. yeah, yeah. But it, it's just funny. I don't know. It's one of them things you get into once you after after you hunt and you look back at like your years of like you having success year after year. It's like uh, it, it almost puts more pressure on you to want to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree. Like, it makes it really tough to put that pressure on yourself. Like, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but man like the <laughs> you don't want to over pressure like an area by going in there and you know diving in like right now especially early like you don't want to blow someplace up and and blow all the deer out but at the same time like we both know one that normally doesn't happen like you, you have to really right. jack an area up to blow yeah. blow the deer out of there but two, like being aggressive is also, you know, what we're about and what we're trying to teach other people to be, because you're right, like sitting back, waiting, watching that kind of stuff, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't get stuff done. 
Like, no. um, you know, I have spent a lot of time listening and reading to Jocko Willink, his podcast and his books and everything. And one of the, um, their laws of combat is being default aggressive. And that's exactly like the same mindset. It's, it's just gotta be pushing forward um, and making those tough decisions that will advance you. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's spot on. I love that. So I, I think that that's, that's just kind of the, the mindset that you've got to take up at this point. Um, and yeah, like I for said, sure. who, who knows what, what's going to happen with, with me. Um, I could be, you know, shit out of luck here next week when I pull my cards and maybe I didn't turn my camera on or, you know, or maybe, maybe there's nothing on it. Um, let's, let's I'm hope you got them in there, man. I hope so. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> awesome. When did you put your camera out? Um, that's a good Has it been soaked? Uh, not too long. I think it's been, it's at least been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I can actually side something that I've started doing this year, just because I've got so many more cameras out this year than I have. Um, on Onyx, I've been going to like uh, editing like my waypoints and put you know marking where I have my trail cams at. Well, yeah. I go in there and I put like you know trail cam set on scrape, you know eight twenty four, like I did today. And then every time like I check a camera, I put it in there. Like, you know, cam placed, cam checked, blah, blah, blah. So then, like, by the time, you know, if I'm not getting anything or, like, whatever I get, it's, like, on camera. It's, like, okay, well, you know, this camera's been sitting here for two to three months now. So that way you actually know, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of times we get in that groove where we just put a camera out and we're, like, damn, how long has this thing been here now? I don't even remember. Yeah, or a lot of times – like you can even add pictures to uh, the waypoints and stuff like that. I'll take pictures of like, if it's on a scrape or, or if it's on a trail, like I'll just take a picture of the camera in the tree so that yeah. I know, like if it's somewhere where I think I might, you know, not remember, I'll at least be able to pick it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I usually, I have named all my cameras, like especially the Lone Wolf custom gear ones. Um, like you can give them a name in the app so mm -hmm. that I can distinguish which ones are which. And then that way I also named on Onyx. Yeah. But I, that's what I, I, I do the same. I need to do what the, what you just said with like putting in there when I checked them and stuff like that. Cause I, I haven't done that before, so I really like that tip. That's yeah, no, and, and that's something I just picked up this year that I just started doing because I mean I I think I've at like twenty cameras out right now, and it's pretty hard to keep track of them, dude. Like I was thinking, there's actually one camera left on my way home today. It was funny. I was like, oh crap, I completely forgot about that one camera over there. So <laughs> I've got one more camera to check. We'll see what's up. I'm gonna get to that next week if I get a chance. Um, right. it is way back in there, but I don't know. I mean, Hey, like they say, leave no stone turn unturned. So yeah, hopefully I, that, you know. that turns up something good. Right. But I, I just look, go ahead. What I, 
my cameras have been soaking since uh, June 25th. I put them up earlier than I thought. So, oh yeah, that's they, awesome. They've got yeah, they've got some, uh, you know, a good two months. You got what do you have it on? Just a transition area or like? Um, I've you got, got a couple of them. Right? Yeah, um, I've got a couple heavily and then uh, a scrape, a mock scrape that I put up. Um, and then did you use any scent? Yeah. Um, yeah. I used the buck fever synthetic stuff. Uh, okay. So I, I just did, uh, it's got kind of like a, it's, uh, the orbital gland. I couldn't think of the word, um, yep. the or- orbital gland spray. And then it's also, I also have, um, some, it's actually Troy Pottinger's special mix of uh oh. of pee to spray as well so i don't just like kick it open and then you know whip it out and <laughs> i mean uh, freshen I'm up my, my own scrapes yeah i'm not gonna say <laughs> i i don't do that every once in a while but um yeah. i got i got a hold of some smokies um i got i used uh the buck fever synthetics one uh i guess a couple years ago um, and I, I liked it. I don't think it's bad. Um, but I feel like the best stuff that I have worked so far for me was at Smokies. Um, I remember when I put that out the first couple of times, it was like, it was like on fire immediately. Like I had deer coming in and checking it out and it's got an odd smell to it. Like it definitely is an interesting smell. So I figured this year I was going to just try that out, um, for my mock scrapes and I'll keep everybody like in the loop about how everything's going with that. But um, I know a couple of good friends of mine really swear by that. So that was kind of the reason I, I went with it. Um, and there's other, you know, Don Higgins is a big supporter of Smokies. I don't, I don't really see him as kind of like um, one of those guys that just like endorses something. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he is right. one of those people that, that actually will use a product because he wants to use it because it's good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. I'm kind of same way. like I don't want a bunch of sponsorships. I, I want to I, I love and I use and I'm proud to you know turn other people onto. It's just you know my mentality. Absolutely. But I've never I've never used Smokies, uh, and I mean I jumped on and got some of the Buck Feverson uh, just to support Troy, and because I thought like I was getting into making mock scrapes um and he's a really awesome horse for that oh yeah uh, for, for sure. the podcasts and and the videos that he's doing. and so yeah. i learned a lot from him and i i bought i think it was two years ago when i first started doing that and i've had awesome success with it um gotten a lot of buck to stop at scrapes uh with that stuff so yeah I we're gonna that I, i'm excited we get to check and see yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm pumped for you. Before we get too deep into uh, scrapes, because I feel like we can turn a whole <laughs> podcast into that. Um, I guess uh, you know, I had I had thoughts of getting more into scrapes, but I feel like we need more time for something like that. So maybe we'll just close this one out a little bit earlier than usual, um, and maybe yeah, we'll let's get into some more of that next time. Um, Cause I feel like there's so much stuff to cover and I feel like if we get into that, we're going to just go down rabbit holes. So 
Let's uh, – is there anything else you wanted to, to catch up on or what? No. I mean, we can save that for either next time or here soon because it'll – scrapes will start heating up uh, here quickly. So, I think yeah. it'll be something that will be important to talk about. But oh, for as sure. As, as far as today goes and, and uh, this week, I mean, it's – you're doing the right stuff and – keep doing it that's that's all i have to say like thanks I know your work i know you're working hard and uh success will come that you're making that's your right. own luck that that's all there is to it yep just persistence it pays off it seems seems hope, to win most of the time doesn't it yeah and i hope that uh that it will pay off and that you know our listeners will will see that and and hopefully take on that same mindset that you know it it doesn't take a lot it just takes consistency persistence and you know right. whatever you want to call it um, the highs the highs and lows of deer hunting man it, it's always like that and i feel like um from experience from my experience you know when you can overcome those low lows like whether it's missing a buck or you know something bad happening whenever you overcome the low lows like the highest high comes i mean i feel like it's just it's just how it is it's if you stay persistent and you don't let the little things get to you, like it's just a, it's just a matter of time. But on a side note, um, we're going to close this one out, but uh, if you are anywhere near Iowa uh, this weekend, there's going to be the mobile hunters roadshow is going to be in Iowa and Bellevue. Um, look it up on their page. Uh, check them out. I'm sure a lot of you guys follow them, but if not, check them out at uh, lonewellcustomgear.com. Um, you can check out their Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it'll definitely be on there. Um, I wish I had it in front of me. I would, I would give more information about it, but super I solid that, event. What's I that? I think that the mobile hunter roadshow, it is like mobilehunterroadshow.com. I think they have that's their right. own site specifically for, uh, tickets to the show. That's right. Thanks Logan. I appreciate yeah. it. We both, and we both went to the one in Ohio and it was awesome. So yeah if definitely. you can definitely get out there check it out and Lots i will information if, to be learned if you guys are uh well you probably won't yeah i guess yeah we're gonna record we're gonna release this one uh on friday so if you guys are lucky enough and you live around the area i'd love to meet some of you guys let me know what you think and um we really appreciate you guys tuning in and uh look forward to catching up with you all next week Thanks again for tuning in today. We really appreciate all the support you guys are giving us. If you got a chance, check out Lone Wolf Custom Gear. They've got some awesome new stuff coming out here recently. We've got some kids shirts. There's the waist pack that can actually bolt underneath of your seat on your stand. And many other awesome things. We're going to end today's segment with a quote from T.D. Jakes. He says, If you always do what you've always done, you will always be where you've always been. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Uh, really helps motivate me to really push myself and get out of my comfort zone. And I hope that it finds you guys today. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you guys and tuning in next week.